Hi, welcome to 862 Magic. This is where I chronicle my own personal relationship to the Disney parks and my quest to return. Why did I choose the title 862 Magic? That's 860T0 Magic. The number 860 comes from how many miles I live from the Magic Kingdom as the crow flies. The idea is that we all have our own number. Some of them are the same, some are very small, and some reach into the thousands, but it's all about scaling the wall and figuring out how we can live better and fuller and find ourselves able to spend more time in our favorite place in the world. Now my own trip plans and timeline, right now I don't have any definite plans to visit for like the next year and a half. My wife and I were in the early stages of serious investigations on going in on a franchise with our in-laws and if that happens that might require a great deal of our time and a little more money than you know we might normally put out over the next year and a half so any trip that we're hoping to plan in 2024 would be pushed to 2025 we're really kind of a once every other year family typically and we just got back last year from maybe last june with a a big trip with the family so that was kind of puts us in an every other year kind of situation again potentially we're fortunate enough to have a hundred point dvc contract for the boardwalk that we acquired on the resale market before the uh, resort restriction took hold so as a result our current account has 73 points in it and we'll have another hundred points drop this december all of which we're likely to put on the rental market We'll bank our 73 this June or July at the seven-month uh, mark for that. And we won't have to make a decision on the rental market until later in the year. Probably October, November is when we'll reach out to a rental company at that point. By then, we'll know for sure how things look with the uh, franchise that we're looking at considering and what plans for 2024 or 2025 might look like. So unless something strange happens, I'm really hoping we can make our, our next trip for more than uh, just a week like we typically do. I'm hoping to go for an, like a nice solid 10-12 day trip. Aside from that, we are going with the in-laws to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico this year despite the travel advisories, and that takes a little bit out of any potential Disney vacation plans, of course. So to save money for a Disney trip outside of regular income, like personally we have our roof is going to need to be reshingled in the next couple years probably and the fence that we have shared with the neighbors is kind of falling apart in a funny way and i know everybody's just kind of waiting on the next big hurricane to roll through before we have to deal with that but those are two large ticket items that obviously take priority over a disney vacation so i do some side hustling and that money i dedicate toward saving for a trip it's real small stuff but I figure over the course of a year and a half or two, it helps push us over the top potentially. So one thing I do on furniture assembly on TaskRabbit, it's pretty uh, much the most impactful thing that I do. I get about 20 bucks an hour and most of the jobs require at least an hour. So once every week, hopefully once every other week in my spare time, I'll go out and help somebody out. It's not a ton. But if I average at least one Saturday morning per week or every other week, that adds on another thousand bucks or more per year. This past week, yesterday, I did have one job that took only an hour, so that's another 20 bucks. In addition to that, I do a Lego BrickLink store. It's just as inconsistent, maybe even more so than TaskRabbit. It takes a lot more time and has a lot less payoff, but I really enjoy doing that. 
The nice thing is it's totally a spare time thing and I can spend my time in between TaskRabbit jobs posting more LEGO. This past week I only had one order. It was only for a few pieces and as, as they're only nickel and dimes per piece, uh, it does not add up real quick. But like I said, I have a lot of fun doing it. There's also a few other of the idle earner apps like Swagbucks, Mode, Windwalk, and StepBet that I do. And typically, I can get about $50 or more per month on these. Some of it's in Amazon gift cards, but some go straight into my PayPal trip savings. It's not much, but it helps fill the little bit of spare time in between BrickLink and TaskRabbit work. As for news, I plan really only on commenting when I have what I'd like to consider a unique take on whatever is going on in a broader sense. In terms of that, especially for the parks and beyond character meets and food related things, it seems like Disney and Bob Iger keep hinting at things that will add capacity to the parks. I suspect they're trying to hype up for the next D23, which they just released more information for. D23, it's increasing in price exponentially and they're really making influencers pay for that content they need to fill their social media channels. So perhaps by hinting at things that are supposed to legitimately increase park capacity with real plans instead of more Josh tomorrow embarrassing daydreaming that occurred during the last D23, I think they're doing this to drive ticket sales because every time Bob Iger is in front of a microphone, he keeps talking about increased capacity for the parks. Most weeks I'm going to talk about a Disney Plus deep cut. That's one way that I keep Disney in my life. This week I'm going to skip the deep cut and I'm going to talk a little bit about some Disney Plus newness. This last week, I think it was last Friday, the Bono and the Edge, a sort of homecoming, dropped on Disney Plus. Now, at times, this does come off as a bit pretentious and I think that this happens a lot with artists who have a lot more in the rearview mirror than what's on the horizon, but they pull it off with enough honesty and sincerity. They demonstrate that that's the same approach to what they've had their whole career. They do often refer to the two-person concert that they put on as U2, despite Larry Mullen Jr. and Adam Clayton not being involved. And they do mention changing lyrics to some of their songs more than once, but it doesn't seem to have much of an impact on the music that they play. It's hosted and narrated a little bit, I guess more hosted, by Dave Letterman, and of course Dave is Dave. I feel like it works for what they're doing. He asks the right prerequisite questions in the way that he's able to, and we get to enjoy watching him interact with some of the locals in Dublin, which is nice, but I don't feel like it adds a lot to the intention of the documentary necessary, maybe a little bit more toward the end. It's, and I'd say it's worth it if you're a fan of the band and grew up in the 80s when they were at their peak and had their most vitality, and perhaps less so if you grew up in the 90s and beyond. If you're real young, obviously Disney Plus is dropping a lot of stuff for younger people as well. Also every week I want to talk about a planning tip and a personal story on how stuff like that has affected me. This week I want to talk about getting fit. I went running today for the first time in a while, still feeling the pain from that. And one thing that you might hear a lot about is the importance of having the right shoes for your trip. People will mentioned to not have new shoes. Definitely wear used shoes, shoes you've already broken in. It's not unusual to get between 25 and 30,000 steps on an aggressive park day. And let's be honest, when you're spending the kind of money it takes to get into the parks, you're going to want to feel motivated to get aggressive. So definitely have at least one pair of broken in shoes, and it's not a bad idea to have two pair. 
personally, when I know I have a Disney trip on the horizon, and I mean like six months or more out, that's definitely near term to me. It motivates me quite a bit to get in better shape. So I think about shoes, getting more exercise, and just being healthier in general. I feel like it helps me get more out of the significant financial investment in the trip. And there have been times over the past couple of visits that my wife and son have gone back to the room for rest when I take that opportunity to get out in the parks for a little solo time. For instance, on our last trip, the last day, I went out and was able to do something in all four parks over the span of about six hours. It took a ton of extra walking and some well-planned Disney transportation exploitation, but it's a moment for myself that I know I'll never forget. That pretty much sums it up for this week. You guys can reach out to me at 860-TO-MAGIC at gmail.com. That's 860-TO-MAGIC at gmail. And that's the same as my handle on Instagram and Twitter. Anyway, thanks for listening. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.